No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where David concludes his song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Then he appoints continual worship before the Ark of the Covenant. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. David was a man after God's own heart. We see this clearly in the Psalms that he wrote. But David was not a perfect man. And as such, we can relate to him and find encouragement. But oh, what a heart David had after God. Now, as David brought the Ark of the Covenant to himself in Jerusalem, he wrote a song of thanksgiving to celebrate the occasion. We got about halfway through it yesterday and we'll conclude it today. The portion we read today is also found in Psalm 96. We continue in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 23. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His wonders among all peoples. Now, David exhorts the people to sing to the Lord. And how the Lord loves to hear us sing. Even if you can't sing in tune, even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, Go ahead, lift up your voice. At least you can make a joyful noise to the Lord. The Lord just loves to hear us praise his name. As those who have been transformed by his grace, it is our privilege and responsibility to proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. And we should always be looking for those opportunities to tell someone the good news that God loves them and that they can be forgiven of their sins by trusting in Jesus Christ. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have been made and saved to declare God's glory among the nations, that is, to esteem Him as being sovereign and above all the governments of men. How necessary it is to declare this, especially as people jockey for political positions. We proclaim the marvelous things God has done so that others may know Him and learn to walk in his ways. Verse 25. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. How great is our God. No one compares to him. He is greatly to be praised, meaning that he is deserving of all the praise we can give him. And because we have been created for this purpose, we will never know our true life's purpose until we are praising God. Now, David says all the gods of the peoples are idols. And whatever God that there may be, it's not really a God. For God declares in Isaiah that there is no other God. He knows not of one. So all the other gods that people have worshipped throughout all time and continue to worship today, they're not true gods. They are idols. They can't see. They can't talk. They can't hear. They can't do anything. But it is the Lord 
who made the heavens. And we need to remember that. Unfortunately, that's not what we're teaching our children in our public schools. We're not teaching them that God made the heavens and the earth and all that is in it, but that they are a cosmic accident. And then we wonder why when they act like animals with no moral responsibility or no accountability to God, we wonder why they act that way. Well, that's what we're teaching them. They're just a cosmic accident with no ultimate purpose. But the Lord says in his word that no, we are created in the image of God by our creator. Verse 28, give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. You know, really, what can we give to the Lord? We're just dust specks in the universe. Uh, But there is something we can give to the Lord. We can give to him glory and strength. We can ascribe this to his name. And that's something that we can do that we've been made to do. And we can worship him in the beauty of holiness. Now, that word beauty actually is better translated adornment. The idea here is that you adorn yourself with holiness and then you worship the Lord. And that's the kind of worship we want to give to God. We don't want to be as they were in Isaiah's day where uh, the Lord had to speak through Isaiah and say that these people come to me and they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me because they weren't adorning themselves with holiness. They were living in their sins. You know, if we go to church on Sunday and worship him and sing our praise songs and get all dressed up and go through our our Christian ritual, uh, but then we go home and we live like the devil uh, or we live for the world or we live for the flesh, then it's meaningless. We, We need to worship in the adornment of holiness, which means that we are setting ourselves apart to the Lord at all times, not just on Sunday. Also, David said the world is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Now think about this. David wrote these words about 3,000 years ago. And sure enough, the earth is still spinning around, going around the sun. You think about what a miracle that that is, that we are able to live in this hostile universe. But you know, God has just taken care of this planet pretty well that we continue to have life being sustained here and and the earth for the most part is not moving it's still going around its orbit and and god has taken care of us verse 31 let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad and let them say among the nations the lord reigns let the sea roar in all its fullness let the field rejoice in all that is in it then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the lord for he is coming to judge the earth. The Lord reigns. What a beautiful thought that is. You know, even in the midst of difficulties or heartache or things that we can't understand, that is one of those fundamental truths we hold fast to, that we know the Lord reigns. He's in control. We may not understand why the things that are happening are happening, but we can know that God is still sovereign. Now, how does all of creation worship God. David tells us here that the sea roars, 
the field rejoices, the trees of the woods rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Uh, Paul tells us in Romans that all creation is now groaning, waiting for the redemption of the sons of God. That is that Jesus will come again to judge the earth and right the wrong that occurred way back in the Garden of Eden when the curse came to the world. And all creation is, is awaiting that day when that curse shall be undone. Verse 34, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. So David points out the enduring mercy of God. His mercy endures forever. That means you can get up tomorrow morning and you know that the Lord is still merciful. His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Aren't you glad? And then we can say, save us, O God. You know, the fact is, is that we are living in a dark world. I hear horror stories about what our young people are dealing with on the high school campuses, the, the blatant immorality and the foul language and the seeming inability of teachers to do anything about it. And you send your kids off into such an environment. And we have to just say, Lord, save us, O God of our salvation. Uh, gather us, deliver us from the Gentiles. Uh, the idea here is to deliver us from the heathens. Now, now, when you think of a heathen, don't think of just some lost tribe in Africa or someplace. The heathens are the people in Boise, Idaho, that don't know the Lord, that are living a godless life apart from God, without hope and without God in this world. And of course, we want to see them come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But we also have to pray that God would save us from that evil influence that is in the world today uh, and enable us and our kids and our grandkids to be able to overcome it by our faith and by our holiness in keeping the word of God. And all the people said, amen. Now, you know, I like to do this at the end of a service when I pray and I will say, and everybody said, and they all say, amen. Well, here's the scriptural precedent for that. After David completed this song of thanksgiving, uh, all the people said, Amen. So he left Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before the Ark regularly as every day's work required. And Obed-Edom with his 68 brethren, including Obed-Edom, the son of Jeduthun, and Hosa to be gatekeepers. Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem. And then also Obed-Edom, the guy who had housed the Ark of the Covenant for the three months between David's first and second attempts to bring it to Jerusalem. Well, he and his family, 68 brethren, they were gatekeepers there in Jerusalem. Now, there were two priests that David had. One was Abiathar, and he was in Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant. And then Zadok, the priest, and his brethren, the priests, were in Gibeon, in the high place. And, of course, the tabernacle was there in Gibeon, five miles away. That's where the altar of burnt offering was. And so it says that they 
offered the burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of burnt offering regularly, morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord, which he commanded Israel. And with them Heman and Jeduthun and the rest who were chosen, who were designated by name to give thanks to the Lord because his mercy endures forever. And with them Heman and Jeduthun to sound aloud with trumpets and cymbals and the musical instruments of God. Now the sons of Jeduthun were gatekeepers. And so David really established two worship teams, one in Jerusalem before the Ark of the Covenant and then one in the high place of Gibeon where the tabernacle was and the altar of burnt offering. And so there would be continuous worship going forth. Uh, Beautiful expression of David's heart for the Lord to just see that that continual worship would be happening. Then all the people departed, every man to his house, and David returned to bless his house. And I think this is beautiful that after they all worshiped the Lord, what did they do? They went home to bless their house. And that's really the way it should be. After we come together and we worship the Lord on a Sunday, say, uh, we, we come, we worship the Lord together, we ought to go home and bless our house. If we go home and we're like getting into arguments and everything, then we got to kind of wonder, are we really being touched by what's happening here? Because if we have drawn near to God and God has drawn near to us and God has filled us with his spirit uh, as we've worshiped him together and we've heard his word, then it should have an impact on our lives and we should go home and bless our home. Our family should be blessed as a result of our worship experience together. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David desires to build a house for the Lord. But God wants to build David a house, a dynasty to last forever. It's a beautiful lesson in grace. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.